I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. Cole, I appreciate everything you did for the Dallas Cowboys. Cole, go get your money. <laughs> I mess up his name. I can't even get this. this that's a kitty. That's a kitty. That's a But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not the mascara. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. Welcome to every living, breathing, intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this. Cut that shiggle super off. Super team. Cut it off. They don't even deserve a theme song. What, what's the opposite of pride? Past tense. Proud. Or, or, or Charlie Pride. I don't need to hear Charlie Pride right now. Cut that shiggle off. Like I was saying, welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind. Big day. Talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also, welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast. On Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Well, let's just jump with all feet in. I said that I wasn't going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I, I I told my wife, I'm not going to do a show on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not even going to do a segment on the Dallas Cowboys and how they stunk. No, I'm sorry. Are still stinking up the joint. And I said I wasn't going to do it. But I lied. What in the name of Malcolm Turner is going on with the Dallas Cowboys? Who the heck is Ben Danucci? Where did Ben Danucci come from? My understanding is he was not even assigned a helmet because they never thought he would get to play. 
run this dude the helmet to play. I mean, you could have, you could have went out there and got, you gonna get Ben Danucci. You could have went and got, shoot, you could have went and got Charles Boyd. Matter of fact, you could have went and got Freddie McClinton. I mean, you could, you. <laughs> There's a lot of folks you could have got, but Ben Danucci. And they were going up against the Philadelphia Uggles. The Uggles look ugly this year. And yet, now, they are really sitting on top. Sitting on top. The NFC least. Now, don't get me wrong. It was the first real start for Danucci. And, you know, early there, he looked pretty good. Cowboys stayed in the game for three quarters. But as always, if you don't score a touchdown, the other team, you're just giving the other team opportunities to pull ahead, and you don't have Dakota Prescott. You don't have Andy Dalton. But you've got Ben Denny You've got hashtag who the heck back there quarterbacking for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I will say this. Danucci, who never thought he would see a professional NFL game. Well, I mean, he saw a bunch of NFL games this year, but to be on the field and play in one and lead the team, he never dreamed that. Is it safe to say that? But Danucci didn't do half a bad job. He threw for 180 yards. Carson Wentz threw for just as much or less. As a matter of fact, Carson Wentz threw for 120 yards. But here's the big difference. Carson Wentz threw for two touchdowns. Along with his two interceptions. He threw for two touchdowns. Right there is the game, buddy. Right there. The Cowboys were behind 73 after the first quarter. Cowboys kicked two field goals in the second quarter. So they won that quarter six to nothing. Third quarter, oh here we go. Eight nothing. Eight nothing from Philly for the third and fourth quarter. Making the final score 23 to 9. 
Jalen Hurts even threw for nine yards and only got the game one time, but he threw for nine yards. What? The hashtag heck is going on with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. You've got the big thing two million dollar man in the backfield and he had 19 carries for only 63 yards you mean to tell me the man who loves to eat can't break free and get in the end zone you mean you can't deny I mean uh, draw up a play for Zeke to eat and get in the end zone? I mean, heck, Tony Pollard had seven carries for 40 yards. Ben DiNucci had five carries for 22 yards. CeeDee Lamb even got in the game. He had one carry for 19 yards. I'm sorry. It, it just... I, it, it boggles my friggin' mind how the Cowboys are not able to score. It boggles my mind how they're not able to design an offense around Zeke or for Zeke to get him more involved and to get him some room that he can run downhill instead of uphill. He's not fighting for his life as soon as he gets the ball. That he's not being tackled in the backfield. Uh, offensive line. Yeah, I got to talk about the OL of the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all, right now, as of this moment, and I'm probably not telling you nothing you ain't heard. And I'm probably not telling you nothing that you don't know. You absolutely suck. I mean, it, is, is it a conspiracy going on with the Dallas Cowboys that the offensive line can't block nobody? Is it a conspiracy that the offensive line of the Cowboys can't create no holes? Is it a conspiracy that maybe the offensive line was sick of Dakota and Andy Dalton? Maybe the offensive line says, hey, we can we can be the quarterback. We can put some points on the board. What I mean, what is going on? I just don't know. And yes, this sounds silly. That sounds silly what I just said, but guess what? I, I'm all out of options. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I think every cowboy fan is taking a hard look in the mirror right now about what's going on with their boys. Their boys. Our boys. They look like they look like 
Should I dare say this? Can I say this without getting any repercussions? Okay, let me say it. They look like a JUCO team. For those who don't know what JUCO is, that's junior college. Running up against a Division I powerhouse like Alabama or Clemson. I mean, the Uggles? Car- Carson Wentz upon a time ain't the same Carson Wentz that you played against the last three, four years. Wentz upon a time is not, I don't even think he's completely healthy. That first play, when he got rocked in the backfield, and the ball came out and the Cowboys had it. That should have been four score. But the Cowboys couldn't get the ball in the end zone. They couldn't punch it in. And ended up getting negative yards. Until they had to kick the bell out. I, I don't I don't know. What else can be said about the Dallas Cowboys? And at some point, do we have to? Should we blame Mr. McCartney? Big Mike. Big Mike. Yo, Big Mike, what you doing, man? What you doing, man? Why can't we score, Big Mike? What's going on, Mike? I mean, that's 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 what I would be asking. What's going on? Why can't we get in the end zone, Mike? I'm just, I'm I'm so, if you can hear it in my voice, frustrated because I know John Brown well on paper. The Dallas Cowboys look better than this, but I mean, did we have like all superstars, nobody to back the superstars up? If that was the case, then that's absolutely insane. But like I said, nothing new. Cowboy lose again. So, I'm going to stop talking about it. I got a lot more to say, but I I, got to go into this commercial break. So, when we come back, I'm going to try to talk about... And I'm going to attempt to cover this. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so frustrated. I can't even think right now. I'm frustrated about the Cowboys. I'm going to talk about the Steelers and Ravens. How about that? So don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Right here on this. <sighs> Frustrating and sick show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part three of This Sick Show. That great Giving Day is almost upon us. 
And what better way to show your giving spirit than by taking advantage of the amazing deals that Amazon on the BGCSports.net website has for this holiday. From electronics to home decor to literally thousands of products to choose from all with amazing deals. So, avoid the long lines, avoid the social distancing, and all the people who don't want to wear a mask all together and shop smart by going to the amazing Amazon deals page at bgcsports.net from the station that's obsessed with giving you big savings we're the BGC Sports Network I'm going to continue in the lane of football or football American football the other kind of football you know soccer is in other countries is foot foot with a line over you ball B-O-L ball anyway the Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin said that (laughs) he had no doubt about his team's defense and he had no doubt that the Steelers would take care of the Ravens Pittsburgh ended up defeating Baltimore by a score of 28-24 moving them to a 7-0 start and they haven't had this kind of start in the first seven games since back in 1978. Back in the 70s with the steel curtain and all of that. But Steelers held Lamar Jackson to 208 passing yards and two touchdown passes. But They picked him off twice, which basically made the difference in that game. Now, Mike Tomlin asked about Lamar, and he was careful to say how great of a player that Lamar is. He was also careful to say that Lamar wasn't scaring nobody. He said, we ain't scared of him. We ain't scared. You scared? We ain't scared. He said, we respect him. This is his quote. We respect him, but we do not fear him. This was according to the NBC Sports uh, in Washington. He said, we're not surprised by anything that transpired. We knew we had this game. Robert Spillane returned Lamar Jackson's interception 33 yards for a touchdown as the defense had fumble recoveries by Spillane and Vince Williams and the rookie linebacker Alex Highsmith also had an interception in the win 
Ben Roth only threw for 182 passing yards, but he threw for two touchdowns. One was to Eric Ebron. And then the Steelers scored with James Conner when he scored a touchdown on the ground. And he had 47 rushing yards on only 15 carries. The Steelers now have the upper hand in the AFC North. Of course, in the North, you got the Browns right behind them. But the Steelers are in command. I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. You got the Steelers, you got the Ravens at five and two now. You got the Browns at five and three and the Bengals at two and five. Bengals got the work done this past weekend. They got the two and five. <laughs> the Steelers look good. I mean, they look darn good, yo. I mean, they look really good, yo. Let me tell you, Juju Smith Schuster had seven receptions for 67 yards. Eric Ebron, four receptions for 48 yards. And Chase Claypool, this young man, that number 11 is ridiculous. He had five catches, 42 yards. I mean, everybody contributed like they were supposed to. Like I said, Connor, he even had 13 yards receiving. But you got to continue with Chase Claypool. I, yeah. You know what he reminds me? He, he reminds me of... No, I don't want to put that on him too early. I, I don't want to put that on him too early. I, I was thinking about a mix between maybe a Jerry Rice and um, Julio Jones type, but he's a little bit smaller. But he's... Yeah, yeah nah. I, I'm not going to do that to the young man. Let's just say Chase Claypool looks good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju is finally, finally finding his Juju. Because I was concerned. I was concerned that something was going on with Juju. Now, I know Juju's been injured, but he's healthy now. He's, he's looking good. Steelers are undefeated. And here's the thing, y'all. I don't see the Steelers losing anytime soon. Especially next week. When they go up against my helpless, hapless Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if you can't see me, I'm shaking my head. And I mean it's shaking I don't see the Steelers losing that game So Ain't no That's what I see the Steelers Being 8-0 So 
Let's go ahead Put that in the column <laughs> The win column Ravens I'm not sure who they play next But They'll probably win The AFC East The Buffalo Bills Looking really good 6-2 The Bills Who got One of my favorite players Cole Go get your money Beasley Looking Really good As they defeat The New England Patriots Who are Two and five Two and five Wait, 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 wait Did I say that right? Two and five Two and five Folks Can we just call it for what it is? If you're a Patriots fan The glory days Have passed you by And I hope you enjoyed the ride. But you fooled around and let the goat go. And the goat got his own thing working over in Tampa Bay. The goat has got Tampa Bay looking good. I mean, looking good. At 5-2 in that NFC South Tampa Bay Who's got Of course the GOAT Tom Brady They've got Gronk Who came out of retirement To play with Tom Brady And now they got Antonio Brown Former Pittsburgh Steeler Former New England Patriot there's a lot of former Patriots playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers folks might we have a dare I say it Steelers Bucks Super Bowl okay I'm going to prognosticate a little bit dare we have a Steelers Bucks Super Bowl Or do you think Maybe the Buffalo Bills Might be in that discussion It's hard to tell right now But My gosh the Steelers look like they're just Running away with the AFC Now, I know what you're saying. Slow your roll, big day. Slow your roll. You forgetting about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. No, I ain't forgot about them. The Chiefs are who we think they are. And they were who we thought they were. They're 7-1. But... Understand, everybody's gunning for the Chiefs. 
The Chiefs ain't like running away with this thing. And the Pittsburgh Steelers got something to say about it. I don't even like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you you got to admire them right now. Let me let me break down the a- AFC so you can get a good picture. We got about looks like we got about six minutes left. So I'm, I'm trying to break this down as quick as possible. Less than six minutes. The AFC East. You got the Buffalo Bills at six and two. Dolphins. Dolphins. Surprise, surprise, surprise. In second place at four and three. Like I said, Patriots two and five, Jets 0 and 8. Mm. Uh, the Chiefs in the West, seven and one. You got the Raiders right there, four and three. You got the Broncos trying to hold on, three and four. You got the Chargers at two and five. Then in the North, Steel Curtain, seven and 0. Ravens, five and two. Browns, five and three. And the Bengals. Two and five. You know, if the Browns lose a couple of games and the Bengals win three games, they'll be right in the hunt too. They'll be five and five. I'm just saying. Then in the AFC South, you've got the Titans at five and two. You got the Colts at five and two. You got the Texans at one and six. The Jaguars one and six. Their 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 season is pretty much over. Jump over to the National Football Conference, the NFC. I'm going to start in the South. You got the Saints, 5-2. You got the Buccaneers at 5-2. You got the Panthers at 3-5. They're not really out of it. Panthers can put something together. And you got the Falcons at 2-6. I mean, you know, they're only three games behind. You think about it, four games behind. In the NFC North, you've got the Packers. Five and two. Bears five and three. Lions three and four. Vikings two and five. NFC West. Now, this matchup right here, this this conference, this right here, NFC West. That's where it's gonna be hard. It's the toughest division in football right now. You got the Seattle Seahawks six and one. Cardinals, Arizona, 5-2. Rams, 5-3. The 49ers, 4-4. Everybody in that NFC West is in contention to win their division. And then you got the NFC least. You got the Uggles now at three and four. You've got the Washington no-name team in second place at two and five. You got in third place the Cowboys at two and six. And of course, in the cellar, like they usually are, you've got the New York Giants at one and six. Hey, Dallas. You're only one game above New York. How would you like to be last? Because next week, you're going to be two and seven. The Giants may win, and that makes them two and six. So they would jump ahead of you. How low can you go? 
How low can you go? How low can you go? I mean, this, this, you know, this ain't that Kroger commercial. This ain't that song, Apple Bottom Jeans. Low, 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 low. This ain't that. Is it? So, <laughs> I've given you the standings and I've given you some games that stuck out to me. I'm looking at the Steelers and the Steelers right now look unstoppable. Will they go the whole season undefeated? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're going to get a little bit too content and they're going to end up losing a game. Please. 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 God. Let them get content and lazy on this next game so my Cowboys can win and go above the stinking Washington football team and be back in the race to see who's going to win the NFC League. Amen. I'm done. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about Gators and Tigers. Oh my. When we come back, right here on this sick show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to This Sick Show. Since the last time we talked, has the narrative changed any? Let's find out together as we kick the narrative again. Part three on Saturday, November 14th at 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Facebook Live at BGC Sports One. And we're sure that everyone is going to want to comment, especially to the election. Let's kick the narrative. Part three. Saturday, November 14th. Right here on the BGC Sports Network. All right. I want to talk about this big brawl that jumped out on the television screen between the Mizzou Tigers and the Florida Gators. It was a pretty good game prior to the brawl. Um, here's my best way of explaining it because I've seen three or four times the actual brawl and how what came about. But it looked like a play right before halftime. And no seconds were left on the clock. And one of the Missouri Tigers linebackers, 
decided that he wanted to run into the quarterback for Florida, which was Kyle Trask. Uh, Trajan Jeffcoat was the one that delivered the late hit on Kyle. And the Gators coach, Dan Mullen, well, he didn't like that. He's now being accused of instigating the bench-clearing brawl. Mullen (laughs) basically was like, yeah, we ain't having that. We ain't having that. And it appeared to show, the, the film appeared to show the coach storming off the sideline as he began to shout at Missouri players on the field. Immediately after that, well, Tippers was flying. And I don't know who number 17 was for Florida, but he was throwing haymakers. He was trying to hit anything that he could put his fist on. It just got worse and it got worse and it got worse the police had to come out on the field the security had to come out on the field all the coaches all the king's men couldn't stop this brawl from happening in that play that time I can't say again because it didn't happen again but I'm just saying for that moment after the game you know Mullen defending himself saying he was trying to get his guys off the field he said from my understanding I think our guys thought they took a late hit at our quarterback they're going to protect him that's their guy that's what they should do I think both sides were trying to get people off the field, but everyone was a little edgy and probably went a little too far with it. Yeah, you think? Probably went a little too far? Yeah, you were trying to get your team off the field, but at the same time, Coach, you was doing some... You was doing some shucking and jiving and some, some shoving. You was talking some mess. If you look at the tape, or not the tape, but the film, go on YouTube and watch it. You can see Coach Mullen flapping his gums. You can see Coach Mullen pointing his finger. You can see Coach Mullen turning red as an apple. So, because Coach Mullen's decided to do that, the SEC has reprimanded and fined Dan Mullen and suspended several players because of the brawl several Gators are down now the SEC basically said we're fining Mullen 25,000 
for violating SEC bylaws governing sportsmanship. That's what the league said. The SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, said there's no place in college football for that kind of incident that took place at halftime of the Missouri game at Florida game Saturday night. Everyone involved is responsible for meeting sportsmanship standards throughout each game. Running on the field to confront a game official, the gathering of teams in and on field confrontation, and student athletes throwing punches are all disappointing at any time. But even more so as we work to support healthy competition during a pandemic. I mean, yeah. Sankey's right. He's right. You're trying to promote healthy competition. You know, players are going to get into it, all that pushing and shoving. I mean, it's a contact sport. But when the coach comes out there and he's shoving and pushing and talking smack, well, what you think is going to happen with the team? Just like they back the quarterback, team going back that coach. I know if it was my coach and he was out there, and believe me, I've been in plenty of brawls within sports. And believe me, I had my coaches back. And so did the rest of them, Logan, Wildcats, baby. Sorry, I had, a, I had a little flashback. I thought I was back in high school. But it's the same premise. Yes, you should find him. Yeah, he needs to be fine. He was talking junk to the other coach. And the other coach was trying to calm him down. And Missouri's coach, and he was talking junk. And then they got in between them. And then he was, you know, and I'm sitting there like, what, really, coach? R- really? So yeah, Mullen is going to have to take this L. Coach Mullen said in the statement, I respect the decision from the conference office. As the head coach, it's my responsibility to defuse these type of situations. And I didn't live up to that standard. You're absolutely right, coach. You're a heck of a man for saying it and one hell of an American for taking it on the nose. <laughs> Missouri's coach, Eli Drinkwitz. He said in post game, I don't know why they were running over to our, our, our place, our hash mark, our sideline. I have no idea what they were yelling about you took a look at the film and I'm sure you'll find out we'll find out more but I didn't know what the heck he was going on yeah okay you didn't see that hit okay I'll give you that one but you saw the brawl ensuing and yes coach drink wet 
whatever your name is. You were trying, and I saw you trying to get players to break it up. You even tried to get a couple of Florida players to break it up, and they didn't like it, but they looked, oh, you the coach, so they didn't do anything to you. But you knew what was happening. And you knew why it was happening. So to say that you didn't, that's just a ball, head, fib. Florida went on to win that game. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. I think the score was like 44-17, 41-17, something like that. But, but one thing stuck out to me. I don't know if you guys saw it. But there is a picture of, it's a close-up of Coach Mullen being escorted out. And if you look at it, He's being, it looks like, escorted out by a city officer (laughs) and a county officer, a sheriff's county officer. And both of these brothers, and I mean brothers, are yoked. Mean they are yoked. The one without the hat look like he could probably toss you up a few sections with ease. The other one, don't let the smooth taste fool you. He may not be as compact as the first officer, but he look like you don't want to. Hustle with him no time soon. So these two brothers did their job and escorted the coach off the field into the tunnel and probably all the way to the locker room. And I just looked at that and I said, with all the turmoil and everything that's going on the pandemic everything that is going on these two brothers handed themselves very very professionally oh what a glorious day it will be when every non-colored police officer or sheriff's deputy or security guard can look at this and say we don't have to pull a gun we don't have to even use a taser We just need to calm the situation down. I believe the the term is de-escalate a situation. 
They didn't grab the coach and bring him. Come on. Get in there. They weren't abrasive if you look at what they were doing. They were kind of like, coach, come on, come on, coach. Come on, come on, you know, come on, coach. And then they walked him in there and the coach even threw his arm out like, yeah, Florida rocks. Gator Nation, baby. But the good thing is, nobody got stabbed. Nobody got hurt. And the biggest deal of all, <laughs> shame to say it, but it's great to say it. Nobody got shot. I'm done. Folks, mm, what a year it has been. I want to thank all of you for listening to this show. Coming up next, one of my favorite shows, the hashtag brother of baseball. Willie M. Ting Jr. Don't go anywhere. And thank you for listening to this. Show me.